Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Well, check off your to-do list at Macy's. I mean, I love weddings. Don't you love weddings? I love going to a wedding, but you have to be really careful with how you get dressed for a wedding because, all right, we all know you're not supposed to wear white, right? You can't wear white unless they tell you to wear white. And you really don't want to wear black because if you wear black, unless they tell you to wear black, then it feels like you're going to a funeral maybe, or you're depressed. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. You have to be really careful about what you're going to wear to a wedding. So pulling together the perfect wedding look, not that easy. But when you go to Macy's, they've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, and jewelry by the way, even skincare and makeup. So you can pull together a look for any dress code. I love one-stop shopping and Macy's has it all. They've got your glow up covered. So fabulous. All the things you need all in one spot. Check out Macy's wedding shop to help you get celebration ready at macy's.com slash wedding shop. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Well, I have to say in the last year and a half, we're finally using our home gym. I actually enjoy working out at home, but you know what else it means? More laundry, towels, 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 stinky, stinky towels, and all the workout clothes. Oh my gosh, why does everything smell so bad? Well, guess what? I found OxyClean Odor Blasters. It's the laundry booster specifically formulated to work on all of our stinky, smelly laundry. I know it might not be like fabulous to be talking about stinky, smelly laundry, but guess what? It's just the truth. And what do you do? You don't want to cover up the odor. You want to get rid of it. OxyClean Odor Blasters rids clothes, linens, and laundry of stubborn smells and stains, returning them to a clean, fresh-smelling state again. Come on, is your home your home, Jim? Is it starting to smell like one too? You are going to love the OxyClean products. OxyClean Odor Blasters is specifically formulated to take and tackle the toughest odors in your home, not just cover them up. It eliminates sweat, musty towel, and body odor on cottons, attacks odors at their core, and it's specifically formulated for use on smelly socks, musty towels, sweat stains, and body odor. Hello to boys in the house. All right, people, work your magic with OxyClean Odor Blasters and save. Visit OxyCleanCoupons.com. Com now, where a coupon is waiting just for you. This is Heather Dubrow's world, and now you can live in it two times a week right here on Podcast One. Welcome back, everybody. Oh my gosh, so, so many things. First of all, it was so cute. I was just in the kitchen, and the twins are sitting next to each other doing their college applications. They're working on the Common app. Anyone who's ever had their children apply to college, you know what that is. If you haven't, I'm not even going to bore you with it because when you get here, it's just boring enough. Anyway, so they're doing the Common app and they're like slightly Looney Tunes right now from it. And so they're singing and laughing and helping each other. It's just so cute. And I'm looking at them like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe these two kids are going to be off in college. It's just so crazy. I know Lindsay and I were talking about it yesterday on the show, but 
again, I'm not like, it's, I, of course I will be sad and it makes me sad to think about, but I'm excited for them, but it's just, I'm more than anything. It's just so weird. You know, it's like you have kids. So I had the twins, couldn't imagine life without them. Then we had Kat, three kids, couldn't imagine life without her, thought we were done. Then Coco comes along. I can't imagine my life without these four children. And then it like goes in reverse that they start leaving. And how odd that now those two will be gone and we'll just have Kat and Coco and then Kat. It's just so odd. I mean, I realize this is life and this is how it happens, but it's just, I don't know. It's just crazy. But they were so cute. I love seeing them. All right. Meanwhile, I just went for a run. I'm sitting here so sweaty and gross, but I was running. And so I do this thing when I'm running outside, like I don't want to hurt anything. Right. So if I see, there's a lot of snails on the uh, sidewalk. So I'm always like looking. So I don't like crunch anything or bugs or just stuff like that. And so I'm always really careful, but I was running today and I was about to cross the street and I looked down and there was a snake and this snake I saw all in like a span of two seconds. I was like freaked out. And then I realized the, its head was smashed. And like, I had all these emotions all at the same time where I was terrified and then, and then horrified and then so sad for the snake. It was so crazy. Oh my gosh. I've never, I don't even think I've ever been up that close to a snake before. Poor little snake. But then I was terrified. Like the rest of the run, if I saw a twig on the ground, I was like, <gasps> Oh my God, it's a toy. No, okay, it's a toy. It's fine. Um, yeah, just crazy. Um, what else? So you guys know what a control freak I am. And once I place something in my house, I just don't move it. It's just, it's there. I mean, aside from like redoing the guest room into the podcast room, the studio, or redoing one of the kids' rooms, I mean, I don't know, but we've never stayed anywhere longer than three years. And we've been in the house now officially five years, I think this month. And so I don't know, maybe I will redo things. I have to redo some outdoor things that are like cracked and stuff, but I was just going to replace them with the same thing because I like it so much. Um, But because of filming, they were rearranging things. You know, when we do those interviews, those confessionals, well, they, they film in our house and they like move everything around to make it look pretty and give it depth and the whole thing. Oh my gosh, I sort of just relinquished control and I walked in the other room and and it was like everything was put back, but like slightly off. And I know how everything is supposed to look and it made me insane. I'm curious if you people are like that. Do you guys, when you play something you've done, are you good at updating? I'm not good at updating. Once I do it, I, it's like, it's done. Yeah, that made me like insane. Um, what else? I'm going to a party tonight and um, I was deciding what to bring. And I ended up bringing up, I bought a pen, which is why if you listened to the show yesterday, and I think we posted a photo. I bought this red pen because all of a sudden I was like really interested in pens. I'm sort of curious what people's, we'll do a, we'll, I'll pose this as a question, okay? And maybe we'll talk about it on um, Sunday Quickie with Heather. That was fun, wasn't it? I had it was such a good time and I liked asking the questions beforehand because that way I felt like I, we were like talking to each other, which was great. Anyway, so I'm curious as to what people's go-to hostess gifts are. My friend Sarah is really, really good at that. She's the one that bought me the frother, which I thought was like the most amazing hostess gift. Um, The pen that I'm giving isn't a hostess gift, actually. It's a gift for someone, an achievement someone made. Um, But I don't know. I'm curious because I'm always looking for new ideas. I don't like giving candles. Um, I, sometimes I'll give skincare, but I don't always like 
giving something that we make. Because even though I love the stuff, I mean, I'm happy to give that stuff because I love our products and everything, but I don't want people to feel like, oh, you know, she went into her stock closet and pulled out some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I want it to be more of a gift. Um, but I do like giving that stuff sometimes. And I do like giving some pieces from my clothing line too, because I just, you know, poured my soul into that whole line. So I do like that. But in general, what are the go-to gifts? Candles for me? No, thank you. Unless it's something very, very unique. Someone bought us this candle, got it for Terry, a patient, and it was cool. It was, it was more of a, you know, it, it's a candle, but it's more of a design piece. It's a very, very large, heavy stone candle thing that it was beautiful and really interesting that I liked, but like a regular candle. Mm, no, thanks. Don't really need a candle. Have enough candles. So what are you giving? What are you giving these days? People I'd love to know. Let me know. I did get asked how often does Terry take the kids out on his own? Now that the older kid, oh, how often does he take the kids out on his own? He doesn't, that never happens. Is that terrible? He just, that's just not his thing. He has good intentions to do that. Oh, well, maybe that's not true. He will take Cat out, not lately, but he used to take Cat out for like alone dinners. And um, he works out sometimes with Nikki. Wait, let me think if I'm actually telling the truth here. She, yeah, he definitely works out with Nikki sometimes and he likes to, he hangs out with Nikki, but I don't, wouldn't say they go out together. Nikki will go out with me and Terry, like the three of us will hang out a lot, but I don't really see the two of them like going off alone. But, you know, honestly, Terry, I don't want to rag on him for that because he just really doesn't have that much time. You know, Terry works a lot. Um, so speaking of working a lot, he's exhausted and we're going to, we got invited to the track on Saturday and so, you know, our friends, the Bells, they have horses that run, they've raced horses and everything. So we're going to go to the track, but I finagled his schedule so that we can stay over the night before. Cause I was like, he is just so cranky and I just need him to rest and sleep and get away a little bit. So I'm, I'm very, very excited about that. And now that, um, Lindsay and I had this whole conversation about vacations and everything, my mind was racing all night. And I'm now I'm thinking, okay, we're going to go here. We're going to go here. We're going to go here. So now I'm getting out the yellow legal pad and I am going to figure it all out. Um, so there's that. And then I think we started talking on the Sunday quickie with Heather about my clothes for the season. And I am going to have Samara, my, my stylist, I'm going to have Samara come on and we're going to talk about fashion and all that kind of stuff. So we'll definitely do that. I'd love to also hear what you guys want to hear more of. So I'm going to do another um, question answer thing. So you guys can submit all of your questions and I really am going to try to get to all of them, but a lot of them, you guys like have similar vibes. Um, some of the questions. So I think I got to a lot of them, but I will try to get to more of them. I promise. And I'm so excited. So speaking of fashion, Sam Sabora is on the show today. So Sam, um, I've known Sam for a few years. Uh, we've crossed paths several times. He's so talented and he's a celebrity stylist. And he also does this thing on Wednesdays on Access Hollywood. So if he, he sounds familiar to you, that's why. But he's got great tips and he's super cool. So I'm really, really excited that he's here to take care of all of our fashion needs for the fall. So he's coming up. So stay tuned because Sam Sabora is coming up next. You're listening to Heather Dubrow's World. 
please welcome celebrity stylist, host, and fashion expert, Sam Sabora. Hi. Hi, hi, Heather. How are you? It's, it's so good to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you since, uh, like, I think I saw you in Minnesota. Yes, in the hallways of our shopping um, adventures in Minnesota at Shop HQ. And I, we never get any quality time because I feel like I'm always on right after you and Terry or vice versa. <laughs> right. um, so I'm super excited to be with you today. Oh, well, I'm very, very excited you're here. So much going on in the world of fashion and everything. But, you know, I'd love to go back. And I, and by the way, I love that you do um, Samira Wiley. I'm such a huge fan. I'm like a Handmaid's Tale addict. Just so so am I. It's too real uh, for all of us. But yeah, she is awesome and so much fun. We'll talk about that Uh, also a little bit later. She's a great, great client. Oh, that's so exciting. I want to kind of go backwards because, you know, a lot of people don't realize that you started off at Fred Siegel. And for people that don't know Fred Siegel, like, okay, so I love boutiques and I want to talk to you about that too. But like Fred Siegel, when I moved from New York to California, it was like the boutique. Oh my gosh. The place to go. I mean, major, I was almost like mildly intimidated to walk in there. Tell me about Fred Siegel back in the day. God, that is such a huge part of my like career and my backstory. So basically I'd moved to LA also kind of from the Midwest, right for college. And I was working in retail and actually Janice Dickinson and I think Leah Remini, I was working at the mall. Okay. And they were like, what are you doing here? You need to be at Fred Siegel. I'm like, what's Fred Siegel? I had heard it on um, on Clueless, right? That was my only kind of thing about Fred Siegel. So I was like, okay, let me go to Fred Siegel. I apply, I get hired. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm in the center of the fashion universe. So this is like the nineties. So this is the heyday of the store. Oh, yeah. My clients were like Carl Lagerfeld, Valentino, Giancarlo Giametti, Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston. I mean, it was like the who's, 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 who of every part of the fashion world and, you know, the celebrity world in Hollywood. And here I was, this like 22 year old kid from the Midwest. And I didn't know better than to just be myself. And I kind of created my own little business there and, and, and became the personal shopper for the store and literally got to work with every single celebrity that I've ever wanted to meet or didn't know I wanted to meet in my life. And also to be there was, oh, go ahead. So what did it, what does that look like? I mean, because, you know, I, I've done different kinds of things over my career where I have stylists come over, they pull stuff. Right. Did the celebrities come in the store in those days? Yes, yes, they did. And, and the way that I got Jennifer Aniston actually was like, she was, um, she had come in, she was shopping, she was looking at the table and I walked up to her and I'm, I was like, do you have those? And she's like, no. And I'm like, come with me. Like, that was it. That was the exchange because I needed to kind of glom onto these people and bring them and get them into a fitting room. And once I did that, I could kind of work my magic. So it started as relationships that I built from them coming into the store. Sarah Jessica Parker would come into the store and basically everyone who came in when they were on a trip, the first stop after LAX was like, come to Fred Siegel, go to Morrow's Cafe, eat pasta, and then come and spend tens of thousands of dollars on clothes. And so I kind of grabbed these clients. Then I was like, you know what, if you want, we can send to you, you don't have to come into the store. And that's how I kind of created these relationships. So I would sometimes go to their homes and set up like basically a store within their home. Sometimes I would interact with them personally and privately at home. And sometimes I would do it by appointment at the store. So it was a blast. I mean, you know, it was so much fun and so many people and so many stories. Um, and it was a cool, it was a cool time that doesn't really exist anymore. As you know, Heather, here in LA, it's not the same. There's nothing like that um, anymore. No. And, and honestly, really anywhere. I was talking, I think a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember who I was talking to, to someone from New York. And I was saying like Jeffries, right? 
yeah. was the most phenomenal. It was a department store, but it was like almost like a boutique and the old Bendels, the original yep. Bendels. And like, I just think the art of the boutique is dead because even when, you know, in those days you'd go into these stores and they had special things like things you didn't see everywhere. And now, even if you go to like a great boutique, it's going to be a curated version of ALC and this and that. And and not like, like, for example, one boutique that I love is Elise Walker. Yep. Amazing. And she has such good taste. And that still has a little bit of that flavor. Like Elise is still old school. She is. And what's funny is I got connected. Do you know Susan Bender? Susan Bender. I know the name. Okay. Sure. Susan Bender NYC, I think is the name of her, okay. her, her fashion line. Um, but she sells things at Elise Walker and she's, I have these two short cropped little leather jackets from her that are like the sickest things Amazing. ever. And I got them. <laughs> and as it turns out, long story short, Susan and I have mutual friends. And so she had messaged me, oh, she had messaged me, oh, you look so cute in my jacket, or maybe I tagged her something, whatever. And so we started talking and then turns out we have mutual friends. And now I'm actually like working with her directly, but I, I, there's no way I would have found Susan Bender if it wasn't for Elise Walker's store and how she, you know, found Susan. So I, that's the same, the same is like when, when I was at Fred Siegel, we launched Margiela in the United States. We launched Dries Van Noten in the United States, Raph Simmons. He came to the store. And so what was cool about that is like all the birth of all these like major brands that are now kind of like second nature to all of us, they were really exclusive and really special back in that day. So I actually was trained basically on some of the most beautiful clothes in the world and on putting it on some of the most beautiful people in the world, but also like on everyday people, like, and that's how I kind of, got to do what I do on TV because I, I had kind of run the gamut with all the different types of bodies and people and budgets and stuff like that. So it was a great, it was like cutting my teeth and learning everything I needed to know about fashion and kind of dressing people. It was a good time. This is Heather Dubrow's world. So what do you guys do during the summer? Do you hang out at the beach with friends? Do you chill at the pool? Do you enjoy a bonfire? Well, things are heating up, but with Huzzah, you're just getting started because you are about to experience a bold probiotic seltzer with benefits because summer's finally here. So enjoy it with Huzzah, a refreshing probiotic seltzer with benefits because everything's more fun when you feel your best. That's why Huzzah adds probiotics to their seltzer to help support a healthy gut. You can experience bold flavors that pair perfectly with a picnic or backyard hang, all at just three grams of sugar or less per 12-ounce can to help you feel your best before diving into summer. I mean, look, do you like raspberry and lemon, strawberry and hibiscus, juicy pear, oh my gosh, crisp and bursting with flavor, only three grams of sugar and 15 calories, so many amazing, delicious fabulous flavors. Get your cooler ready and stock up on Huzzah Probiotic Seltzer by using code WORLD for 20% off your order at drinkhuzzah.com. That's code WORLD for 20% off at drinkhuzzah.com. Now back to Heather Dubrow's world. And I kind of want to dive into a little bit about dressing people and and sort of the notion of, you know, kind of like my mom always used to say, like, wear what looks well on you, like right. not necessarily <laughs> what's trendy. Right. And so, but how do you do that? How do you sort of organize the trends and make it fit for everyone or different ages? 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like there are certain clients that want the trends, right? They they're scrolling on Instagram, they're looking at Haley Bieber and they just literally want to wear what she's wearing right after she wears it to me. It's a little not uncreative. I think you take inspo from that. But having said that, I'm boring. I'm classic. I love clean. I love beautiful. And I started black my and career, white. right? So like, <laughs> I'm like the most, uh, like for myself, I'm like Einstein. Like I'll wear a black shirt every day. I don't care. It's not about me. It's about the client. So I kind of put my focus on them. And, you know, classic is something that I kind of grew up with. My mom was pretty chic and classic and cool. And so for me, I will always err to that side, but I have to try and make myself shake it up for the client. So I can't get trapped in the whole of what I want them to look like. I have to marry what I, what they want, what I think they should look like and a little bit of my kind of expertise. So it's a real balance. And I feel like part of the the skill of styling is kind of like visually forecasting. Like when I work with a client that I've never met before, I'll study them a little bit. I'll see what they're doing. But that, when I'm pulling clothes, I have to see them in that look in my head before I grab it. So that's how I kind of do it. And I always say you have like three strikes with a client. If you don't get them by the third strike, girl, you're out. Like you you have to impress. And so for me, it was really, it's a visual thing for me. And I kind of picture my client in this and I can really see them and I study them, especially for the right carpet. I do that too, where I'm like, can I see them in this gown? I like put them in the clothes in my head. Maybe it's a little crazy after a no. glass of wine. <laughs> no, no, I love that. You know, for me, I um, I have a stylist but I buy a lot of my own clothes. Right. But she does something for me, which I love, which is she will add things that I never would. Like I have this really beautiful um, Victoria Beckham dress and mm. it's, it's a very neutral, like I, I don't mauve kind of color. It's not really mauve, but like a, like a dusty pink rose, let's call it. Right. And, and she put the, this bright blue clutch and um, uh, rock studs, Valentino rock studs yeah. match and the matching clutch and they're blue, but the, the, you know, like, like sort of the piping on the rock studs is right. that same dusty rose. Oh, and, and it was super cool. And it went, and this is years ago. It was the first thing that popped in my head. I never would have done that. <laughs> That's what I like. So, so to help people, like what can people do that are listening? They don't have a stylist. They're not right. celebrities, but like, I know like, Nordstrom always has yeah. personal shoppers. They're like, what are your tips for getting help? So the first thing I tell people all the time when you shop, there are a couple different things. So first and foremost, you got to try things that are outside of your comfort zone and outside of your closet and outside of your, your kind of um, purview. So what I always say is you have to have somebody who knows nothing about your rules, your habits, your sense of style. So as a stylist, I look at you and I see the best things about you. I see what I want to do with you. I don't have a preconceived notion of what you will and will not do. So I always say to my clients, when I grab something off the hanger and I'm like, oh, this is cute. Try this. And they're like, ah, I would never wear that. I'm like, that's the first thing I make them try on. And it's the first <laughs> thing they buy. And they, and after that, they're like, oh, okay. Well, it's like going to a doctor. You don't go to your do- your husband and you tell him how to do his job, right? You go to the doctor, you trust his expertise, you give it a shot, you listen. And so I feel like that's what you have to do with the stylist. Now, failing having a stylist, you bring your best friend who is opinionated and who is like your tough love friend, right? Who has probably always secretly wanted to kind of shake up your look. Or you find a personal shopper or the salesperson at the store that you can kind of latch onto because there are some really talented, really great people in stores all over the country that are dying to help. And I think we're so used to being like, no, I don't want your help. Um, instead of maybe lending yourself to those people because they're around those clothes all day long. They tried that ALC dress on 17 people. They know what it looks like. 
They know what's cute with it. And so give those creative people a chance instead of kind of shunning them at the store. And I always say, try the things that you do not, the, the first thing you say no to, try it on. Because good style happens when you make a mistake, when you try something out of the box, when you go against your grain. We're all programmed from our mothers and grandmothers <clears throat> and with rules about like, Heather, you can't wear this color. It doesn't, you know. Right. So it you doesn't look good. You look, you look like you've been in the pool too long when you wear right. that color. Exactly. Yeah, no, so that's what I like to say. It's all, all about opposites. Try the opposite of what you think you should do and see what happens. That's how you kind of create a snowball and get out of your comfort zone. Okay, what about accessories? Because I remember, I think it was the movie L.A. Story. And, uh-huh. um, oh, well, who was the actress? Oh, my God, it's going to drive me insane. Sarah Jessica Parker was in the <clears throat> store working with Steve. No, that his uh, wife, it, Steve Martin's yeah, wife. Yeah, who played his wife? I don't remember. That's his actual Mary wife, Lou Henner? Was it, someone look oh. it up. Was it Mary Lou Henner? <clears throat> I've worked with Mary Lou. That's hilarious. She's I awesome. think it might have been, I think it might have been Mary Lou. But anyway, she does this thing where she puts all of her clothes on and she goes, and then right before I walk out, I just turn around and the yes. first thing I see, I take off, take it off. But now, like if you listen to Rachel Zoe or you right. or Brad or anyone, you go, no, add more. I am an add more person. I think that's all BS. Like great Coco Chanel, like look in the mirror, take something off. I feel like people that have great style and a cool style are rolling the dice, are, are, are piling on accessories, are being unexpected, are doing unexpected color combinations, are mix matching prints. I feel like that's when you have something interesting. And that's why I say, try something scary. Like try something out of the box, make mistakes, play with your style. We have stopped playing dress up. We have stopped being fun when it comes to getting dressed. We yeah. buy what we think we like, what we, you know, we buy in our, in our kind of box. And I feel like those people, that's why when you bring in a stylist, it's like, oh, it's like opening the doors and the windows. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm in that camp of put more on and layer it up and add that third piece. And I feel like that's way more fun than well, taking something I think off. It, I think it's scary for people. And I think that, you know, clothes can be expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like is I like something that's collected looking, meaning, you know, in any design, whether it's homes or fashion or anything, because anyone can walk in and buy the model house with the model furniture. Right. It's already done. Right. There it is. <laughs> anyone can walk into, you know, a couture, you know, like a Chanel store and look at the, the mannequin and go, yeah, I'll take that. Right. Right. But I like to mix, like I like to pull things from Zara and Chanel and Intermix and St. Laurent, like, and just have like all little things come together. But even like me, and I think I'm pretty confident in my fashion, I'll look and be like, do I have too many different logos going on? Like what's <laughs> right. going on here? Like, you know, and, and I get nervous about stuff like that. Well, I love fast fashion. I'm a huge Zara fan. It's always like a default if you need something that's like inexpensive or especially for TV when I do segments and stuff. Zara is like the go-to because it's understandable. It's affordable. It, they, they're really on the pulse of what like what's happening and all the brands that you mentioned. And, and I feel like, you know, like you can go to Aritzia and get all your great oh, solid. My daughter loves oh, Aritzia. I just spent thousands of dollars last night for a client. And I know it's all plain and solid, but the basics and the, the simple cuts and the crop tops and the bodysuits really good stuff and not, not, not all affordable, but like decently priced. By the way, um, I'm writing that down because I need that stuff. Pete, you oh know what? God. Some people think that you should like not have to buy the basics for, you know, years and years and years. And I think that's BS. I mean, some things you do, like you get the perfect bodysuit. I weirdly, I mean, is this crazy? I have pieces in my closet I've had for 30 years, like good oh, jackets and stuff like yeah. that. But even like, have you ever had the perfect bodysuit or the perfect like white 
button down and you just take such great care of it because you're never finding it again and you've had it for like 20 years. I love that. Well, I'm also like, I always say this, are you a boy shopper or a girl shopper? Like a girl shopper cherry picks, a boy shopper will be like, I love that. I'm going to buy it in every color. I'm going to stash it. That's who I am. Like I, That's if I like it, I buy it in all the colors, right? It's a guy thing. Um, but a lot of women like to shop like that too, because you fear that you're never going to find that piece again. And oftentimes you don't, but yeah, the basics are important, especially right now in fashion, a lot of solids, lots of basics. I love that leggings are back. I have to say, you know, <laughs> I was, I, you know, I wasn't really like a huge fan of the wearing yoga pants all day until I had children. And then you definitely go through that phase because you have to. And then when you come out of that phase, it's nice to like be a person who gets dressed again. And then, you know, with the pandemic and everything, now we're all into athleisure wear and all this stuff. But like, I'm obsessed with, you know, like these, like retone leggings and They're so like you can wear them like pants and they're so cute and they're so comfortable and they make your butt look great. Yeah, and we're in, in California, so we get away with murder here as far as like kind of athleisure wear and comfort wear. But like the sets and like the dressing, like the solid sets, the stretchy, comfy, there is a ton of that and it is not going anywhere. You're going to see it going forward into fall 2021. A lot of solid sets, crop tops, oversized shirts and soft um, kind of soft dressing pull-on pants and leggings, like chic, chic, chic stuff that I've been kind of searching and shopping uh, for clients. And I feel like everyone, Aritzia has some really cute little sets with like cropped short sleeves and like in like lime green, which is a huge color. For I love that right now. Oh, I Yeah, just, there's a lot of yeah. good stuff. Yeah. That's so interesting. So do you, so you do think athleisure wear is here to stay? I agree with you. I think for several reasons, I think it's comfortable. Yes. And, and in a lot of ways, affordable, and you can dress it up or down. And uh, let's face it, who didn't gain weight? Oh, my God. I just have started taking it off, like, well, because I'm filming again, so I had to. Let's be honest. But do you like, do you, do you like this notion of kind of like that jogger with the high heel? Do you like that kind of high-low dressing? Or are joggers sneak, bougie sneakers to you? No, you know what? I like it. I think it's right on the right person. I mean, when you see it on Hailey Bieber and she's six feet tall and perfect and making it look amazing, of course, you're like, I want to wear that. Um, I do like it. I don't know how realistic it is for a lot of people like and I also think it's a a fear factor for people to like mix athleisure with like a fashion heel personally yes I think the silky joggers and like the um the pull-on pants that are like in linen there's tons of that linen jogger right now I think those are super chic for summer with like an open toe square sandal or little kitten heel little Bottega action I feel like all that's really cute right now and I feel like it's understandable as a trend where you're buying it inexpensively and you know you probably will ditch it you know, by the end of September, but the comfort dressing, as much as everyone's saying, you know, we're going to be dressing and everyone's going to be wearing sequins, which is a big, another big trend item. I think we're still working our way back there. You know, I think people are dressing and they're excited to get out and dress, but I, I don't think people are ready to release the comfort factor of the last year and a half. And the big fashion brands know that, like you've seen what's happening at some of the highest designers are doing comfort athleisure oversized so I feel like that's sticking around for another season or two. Yeah, I agree. I've always been a fan of the stretchy dress. I got to tell you, it's like yeah. always been my go-to travel outfit. It doesn't wrinkle. Right. You can wear sneakers on the airplane and then throw heels on and not change. Like I'm just, a, I'm a fan of not checking luggage and, you know, sort of like the, just not wrinkling that I, I absolutely love that. This is Heather Dubrow's world. 
Well, Chef Heather really did a lot of cooking this year. As you know, if you follow me on Instagram, and with all of us cooking more at home this year, there's so much more to wash. Oh my gosh. I had no idea how much more work it was going to be, not just the cooking and the cleaning up, but then the laundry. And you know what? It smells. When you get food you know, into those, uh, the napkins and I love cloth napkins, but I mean, my gosh, they start to smell in the kitchen towels and everything. Guess what? I found OxyClean. OxyClean Odor Blasters is a laundry booster specifically formulated to work on all of your stinky, smelly laundry. It's specifically formulated for use on musty towels, sweat, and body odors. And it rids clothes, linens, and laundry of stubborn smells and stains, returning them to a clean, fresh-smelling state again. I mean, I have to tell you, when I fold my linens and my napkins and my kitchen towels and put them back in the drawer, I feel like they smell so good now. So what is it for you? Do you have pets? Do you have stinky kids? Hello, Nikki. I am just telling you, this is the time for OxyClean Odor Blasters because it's specific specifically formulated to tackle the toughest odors in your home and not just cover them up. Work your magic with OxyClean Odor Blasters and save. Visit OxyCleanCoupons.com right now where a coupon is waiting just for you. This is Heather Dubrow's World. Here's Heather. Um, What do you think about online shopping? Uh, I, I'm upset. It's a problem. I mean, it's problematic. What, it's so funny now that I online shop so much. I do my best work at like uh, 11 p.m. when I'm like getting in bed and I'm on my phone. Me I'm too. Like, and I'm a psycho because I'm I'm like that person now who's like clicking through Instagram and shopping. I mean, it's crazy. Um, oh, but too. listen, I think what it's done is really opened the doors to a lot of people. And I think that the stores are really like when I go to a store now, there's not enough stuff. And like even for my clients, I'm like, why do I bother going to Neiman's and Saks? when every size that I need and everything is online. So I think it's, it's an important kind of future venture for fashion. And I don't, I think it's, I think stores are going to start dying out even faster because the last year has seen a massive increase in home shopping in online shopping. And also there's so many deals. There's like, you know, the Rakutens and all the click through things that like now all these websites are finding deals for me, for my clients. So, you know, I'm spending 10, 20, $30,000 on, online shopping for clients and I'm trying to save them money. So I go looking like the hero. So anytime we can do that, we do it, you know, but the, you're right. And it is hard. First of all, you know, what's crazy about me. I actually don't enjoy shopping, right? I don't enjoy it for myself. I hate it. I don't like it. I, I don't, there's something about like being in the stores and, and even though everyone's super helpful and nice, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't like being there. So if sometimes I'll have, I do a lot of online shopping, a lot of online shopping. And I know that I'm missing things by not going in the store or not seeing or having someone else purchase things for me. But at the end of the day, I just can't. But you know what I find is so crazy? There's just no inventory. Right. Oh, in the stores, you mean? Or online? In the stores or even online. And it reminds me of furniture because, you know, it used to be back in the day, furniture stores would have, you know, furniture. Right. right. And right. so you go and you could sit on things, you could see things, and then they'd have warehouses full of furniture. It's just too expensive. And I get it for them to pre-make all this stuff. So it almost feels like everything is made as they go. As it comes. You order like a certain amount of things and then that's it. And I, and I think, I feel like clothing is weirdly, I know it's not exactly the same, but that's how it feels. 
there's also like this weird psychology behind trying to find something that you want and not having it. And then you have to go on Google and search 17 million. I just bought a pair of Bottega sneakers that I, I was like, I just need a slip on sneaker. Like, why is this so hard? Right. I bought them on eBay from the Netherlands on wait on Monday afternoon. They're here from the Netherlands. And by the, I saved like 200 bucks and they're real and they're brand new. And I was like, score, but I literally couldn't find them. But how am I buying something from across the world on a Monday and on a Wednesday it arrives? It's crazy. I, but that is crazy. But you know, <laughs> all right. So I was born to pay retail. I never get a deal. I yeah. just, what, oh, it, call just, me, it, call me. I get some deals. It, okay, good. I'm going to. <laughs> yeah. It's just me. But I wanted this little Fendi dress. And if you follow me on Instagram, I posted a, a little thing, orange, you glad I'm back. Right. So with this Fendi dress on, I had these like Fendi earrings and this Fendi orange basket. It's all orange with, and I'm wearing little sneakers, whatever. So I wanted that dress and this drives me insane. So <laughs> a, a store will put an advertisement. And in this case, it was Fendi. So Fendi puts an Instagram post months ago, whatever, mm-hmm. with that dress as if it's brand new because it right. was brand new. So I call my person at Fendi and I'm like, I, I want that dress. They're like, it's sold out everywhere. I go, how could it already be sold out? They just posted it. And of course, people pre-order. They pre-buy. They grab it for their clients. Sam Sabora's got 12 of those (laughs) for his other clients. They're all gone and they're gone. And so when I was in Europe, the last time I was in Europe, um, a year and a half ago, whenever it was, um, I went into the Fendi store at Monaco and I made friends with the girl that works there and I had bought some stuff or whatever. So I went on WhatsApp and I messaged her and I'm like, I got to have this dress. And so she had it and she and I are like the same size. She tried it on for me. That's she took a picture. <laughs> she sent me the picture and I'm like, I want it. Send it to me. And from Monaco, I had it two days is, later. Is that crazy? I mean, the dedication of, of the, but that's the thing. It creates this kind of need to have immediacy. And even like with Amazon and all that stuff, we have like an immediate need to like you know, get what we want to satisfy ourselves when it comes to shopping. So I feel like that's why the online shopping, it's like a reward. It's like Christmas at my house. I get 25, 30 boxes a week. It looks like a, like a bad meme on Instagram here at the house, but yeah, um, mine too. Terry doesn't love that by the way, when he comes home, he's like, there's always a box. (laughs) Right. I'm like, it's cleaning supplies. Keep walking. Exactly. (laughs) That is so funny. Um, So what about people that are going back to the office. What what are people by the way, are people going back to the office? I was going to say are they? I, <laughs> I mean, don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. I I I have a lot of friends even that are like starting new jobs and they have a 17,000 square foot, you know, office and they're like you can work from home like they don't they, it's crazy like huge companies. Uh, you know, going back to work, it's like intimidating right now. Like to put on a pair of jeans is probably the most vile thing you can do after being in quarantine and eating and drinking wine and cooking and baking totally. and doing all that stuff. So uh, I think there's a little, a bit of fear getting dressed again and you know what it's like. I think we're all a little bit socially awkward. I think it's getting better um, now, but I think that the return to work, I mean, I think people want to present again and look good again. And I feel like we're all a little bit paralyzed because we've all been in comfort dressing. So I have a, a feeling that the direction going back to work is going to be a little more, more casual Fridays, let's say, than it used to be even in bigger kind of firms and, and more serious corporate environments. Because I think that quarantine has taught us a big lesson about what we have to do and what we don't have to do. Yeah. And I don't think people are willing to go out of their way so much anymore. I know everyone's saying, oh, we want to get dressed. It's the roaring 20s. And uh, is it though? Like, are we doing, I mean, we want to be comfortable. So I feel like it's going to be a big mix of professional 
casual, comfortable. I, I think that's what it's going to be. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm wearing clothes because I have to wear clothes. Let's put it that way. Like I'm wearing well, jeans right now because, you know. When the world started opening up again, I was like very much feast or famine. Like we went to Idaho. I was in like a gown. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't care. I was so happy to be out. I had strappy heels and a gown. I don't care. I was right. just so happy to be dressed or I'm in sweats with no makeup. There's like, right. now that I'm filming again, I, I have to like be in between, but there was like no in between. But I want to talk about denim because I think it's interesting that you brought up because it's not just the comfortability, but I think we had... Okay, so when, where I grew up in Westchester, New York, people wore Levi's. Yep. Okay. And so I, I never wore jeans until um, designer jeans came out. And so when I was in like middle school and, and like early high school, it was a Jordache jeans and you wore a comb in your back pocket. Yep. And this, this, right? This was like yeah. the style and it was super cool. And that, like, because my mom didn't understand Levi's. She was like too, like, bougie for that. And so when those came out, she was like, oh, those are fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the only time I really ever wore denim until, I mean, like my 20s. And then I, I think in the last, I would say 10, 15 years, don't you think denim has had such a huge moment, huge. so acceptable, even in a black tie setting, you could see a man in a pair of like clean, beautiful black denim yep. with his shoes and his sport coat and the whole, I mean, you can see all that happening. Do you think denim is done? Has it had its moment? Um, no, my gosh. I th- I feel like denim's more expensive now than it's ever been. And, you know, I'm shopping for, I think denim is also kind of like shifting and changing constantly, like, especially for women's denim. It's like, how do you keep up with what is happening? This, I mean, they've been saying now for six months, the skinny jean is dead. We went into the straight, then we went into I the straight crop. It. Now it's all about, you know, it's all about acid wash for fall. So again, going, throwing back to like the nineties and the eighties and um, the early two thousands, acid wash jeans are like the wash for fall 2021. Um, and they literally look like jeans we wore in the eighties, like guest jeans. It's crazy. I think denim is, um, it's obviously a mainstay and it's important. I think the big brands have taken on denim as well, especially in menswear, like making it funky and cool lots of japanese inspiration in denim Mm -hmm. so i don't know that it's gonna listen i think that it's a necessity and i think it's a basic and a staple but when it comes to women it's like keeping up with the joneses like how do you keep up with what is happening in denim when you're on tiktok and instagram and every six minutes it's about a new denim trend and then everyone's kind of clamoring to get it so yeah that's a good point i love it um i love them and i like to use them but um i think it's a pain in the butt to go through and try them all on and find the perfect jean. I agree. And also, you know, we used to wear all these low-waisted yep. jeans and now I just feel like there's just a muffin top and it's just, I can't do, and I just, I just don't want to be that thin anymore. I'm telling you, I just no, don't. It's a, I'm gravitating towards the high-waisted jeans. Yeah, and it's, they're great and they're everywhere and they're sticking around. Um, and I feel like there's better versions of them. And I feel like we've perfected the high-waisted jean now. And now it's like high-waisted straight leg and high-waisted yeah. straight crop. So- they're cute. Once you get into it and get your head out of the skinnies and back into the kind of high, they, they end up looking cute and they're actually fun to dress, especially with all the crops and like all the oversized blazers. We're doing a lot of that, like big shirts with like little crop knits underneath it. So all that stuff looks really cute with and the bodysuits that we were talking about. Yeah. Very, I very like cute. a bo- bodysuit is good because yeah, you know, I don't in, like, I don't like good. fussy things. You're right. You're listening to Heather Dubrow's world. Pluto TV is playing the biggest movies every night this summer for free. 
Watch hit movies like The Matrix, G.I. Joe Retaliation, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Scary Movie, Runaway Bride, and more all summer long. Check out the biggest stars like The Rock, Keanu Reeves, Tom Cruise, Julia Roberts, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and more. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of free TV channels in English and Spanish featuring TV shows, news, sports, comedy, and more all for free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device, including Android and Apple smartphones. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. Now, back to Heather Dubrow's world. You know what trend I can't get behind, though? What? I know they're such a huge company, but, like, I won't even say the name of them, but, like, there's these sneakers out there that look, like, used and dirty when you buy yes. them brand new, and yes. that's part of the allure. Well, it's Golden Goose, I'm just going to say. Yeah, and they're $695 for a sneaker. They're $700 <laughs> for a pair yeah. of old, dirty sneakers. And to me, like, that grunge look that we went through years ago, right? I that was never my thing, and I don't get it. I don't understand buying dirt. You know, like, those jeans that have the dirty wash on yes, them? Yes, yes. That you know and the funny? Golden Goose sneakers, I don't get that. We're going to get fired by Golden Goose. Comfortable. They're comfortable, but they're, yeah, it's that. It's Saint Laurent is now doing a little bit of that for men, too. It's kind of like the dirty edge. Yeah, Crocs are comfortable, like too. I don't I don't think you should wear those. And speaking of a trend, I mean, they're crazy. Justin Bieber's doing Croc, you know, things, and uh, it's crazy what's happening. And it's so fast. Like, if you, and you know, I have certain age groups of clients, my younger clients, that just really want all that of the moment stuff. It's hard to keep up with that stuff. And it's insane. I'm like, by the time we get this to you, you're not going to care about it anymore. But God bless it. It's good. Whatever. (laughs) I think I still stick in my basic, like I wear my, I'm, I have a basic uniform. I think like I have got my black stretchy dresses. I wear a lot of black and white. I do like a crisp shirt or a cute t-shirt with denim and a blazer. I always have a scarf with me. Always. Um, what are to you, what are the pieces like that people should invest in? I'm a shoe and bag person. Like I love okay. a good bag. I love a good shoe. Like talk about shoes and being like your mattress, right? Like you rest your body on your mattress. You spend half of your, your day, uh, in, and half of your life wearing shoes. So your shoes should be expensive and well-supported and good quality. And when I buy something expensive, I beat it up. Like if I buy expensive shoes or something, I wear them till they fall apart. Me till So um, they're dead. Correct. So I, I feel like I've, you know, I've spent the money, but I've done the work, right? I, I get it. So shoes are a big <laughs> thing for me. Bags are a thing for me. Like I love a good bag and I don't think it has to like flip every season, but if you can add a cute bag every season and kind of build your collection, I feel like, you know, in, in a semi-affordable way, that's a good thing. Um, as you said, um, a great pair of jeans, a great blazer. Blazers are really important right now in women's fashion, especially oversized blazers, um, you know, comfortable little layering linens and lightweight wools. And I think those are going to continue to stick around because they have an effortless kind of chic, but also kind of barred from the boys quality um, to them. Scarves, I love. I, you can't go wrong if you look at like a like an Hermes vibe or a Parisian vibe. You never go wrong with that kind of classic style if you're a woman. I love a striped tee, speaking of Parisian or like maritime fashion. I love a cute little striped tee with a moto jacket or a blazer. So those things are really kind of essentials to me. The moto, a blazer, a cute jean. I think body suits, I, I know a lot of people won't wear the cropped top and it's obviously certainly like not age proof, but right. I think the body suit, whether even if you have a little lumpy rolly, like it's okay. I think a bodysuit is a good alternative to a tank 
because tucked into those high rise jeans, it smooths everything. Yep. It's clean. Um, and you can layer over it beautifully. You know, the Kardashians live in a bodysuit and God bless them. But you know, I think a bodysuit is becoming a basic, um, shoe wise. I'm a heel whore. Can I say that? Yes. I put all my clients in heels and they hate it. They dr- I drive them crazy. Cause I love a high heel. I feel like it really changes everything when you get dressed, but I know that's not reality for a lot of people, but even a little heel for me is important. So, um, you know, have your basic shoes and your boring, comfortable shoes, but also have a couple of backbreakers because I feel like they make a difference. I agree. And you, you walk differently and you, your legs look different. Your butt looks different in heels. I weirdly, I can't, and I don't like them. I can't walk in a kitten heel for some reason. No. That's the sandals these days, like the sandals that came out this summer that are kind of square tone nineties uh-huh. with a low heel. I'm getting on board with that. I personally think kitten heels a little prissy preppy. And it, it also like, I don't think it's like sexy at all. Yeah. That said, I kind of got on board with the little crop jean and the low heel. I thought it looked cute for summer. I, I yeah, I think my... it's cute too. I, I tend to go either flat or high. High, I love that. Uh, yes, except for like I, I do love. I mean, I'm from New York. I do love a loafer. So I do yes. love a big chunky heel loafer. I had a pair of Dolce Gabbana chunk heel loafers that I wore till they <laughs> died a terrible death. And I think I have a. I think I have a pair of something else now. But anyway, I love that look. To me, a pair of like dark denim with a crisp white t-shirt and a blazer Cheek, and yeah. a chunky loafer and an Hermes scarf. Uh, that's goodbye. You're done. I'm good to go. Breakfast Let me ask you this. Served. When yes. it comes to purses, so people are always asking me, like, where what do I invest my money in? Like, what's the bag? And I really kind of go back and forth because if you don't have one great bag, you want that classic. Probably a Chanel black bag that you can wear anywhere. But the thing is, I remember hearing someone say years ago, don't ever buy a black bag because then people think it's the only bag you own. Oh my God, that's hilarious. And it's actually right? true. Black and cognac. But you, do you remember when Chanel bags were $1,700 and $1,250? Yes. And yes. now they're five and $6,000. And I'm like, more. who were we? When we were in our 20s buying Louis Vuitton for $900 and you can't touch it now. Um, it's sad. We should have hoarded uh, more back in the day. But I think I, I did say this. I, yes, I did a little bit. <laughs> I, have I have some good stuff hiding in the closets. Um, so I think, yes, I think, I mean, look, a good black bag, you can't go wrong. A cognac colored, gorgeous stitched bag, you can't go wrong with those things. But that's hilarious um, what that person said. It's probably kind of true. Um, but I, I don't I don't let my clients go out of the box with colorful bags until they built up their basics, oh. to be honest. But I'm like a bossy Leo. Like, I, I'm like, no. And I like to like control that part of it. But I think if you have invested in all your black and your cognac and your, I'm into cream, like stone colored bags right now, really chic. Um, Once you've invested in those, add your pop colors. But I have clients who only buy novelty, right? And when I go into their closet, I feel like it looks clowny. I have to be honest. I'm like, what is this? It's like a candy candy colored bags. And while they're cute to like put back to stuff, where is the basic? So get your blacks, get your cognacs, get your stones and your off whites because I think that's important right now. Um, and it brand wise, I mean, Prada is having a massive moment with the nylon bag, like the re the redo of the, uh, of the nylon bags from the nineties with, with the Prada metal triangle, uh, are everywhere and they're so expensive and stupid, but they do look cute. And it's nylon. It's nylon. And I used to it's say not even day, leather, it's not even leather. I say that all the time. Favorite movie. <laughs> you <laughs> are so fabulous. Dollars. Not only do I want you to style me, but I want you to come back again and oh my talk about like- award season or whatever's yes. coming up oh, next. 
can we talk smack about award season? Because I feel yeah. like the days of like I I worked with Joan Rivers and Melissa back in the day. I, I feel love like Melissa. Those days are are over. Like when do we we can't talk smack anymore? Everything's a little. We have to be nice. We everyone's got to be PC. But I think the truth is is that you can't like. All right, everyone looks great, but you can talk about styles you like and styles you yeah. don't like and what, and what you doesn't think work and doesn't fit. Yeah, yeah, because it's part of the show, and that's okay as long as it's in, not mean spirited. Oh gosh, no, never mean spirited. But I liked. I always feel like I have to say only the nice things about things that I don't love. But having said that, the award show seasons have really been crushing it. So to be really frank, with all the custom and all the beautiful stuff that's been happening. It's like, you can't touch the Regina King. I mean, you can't touch oh. her on the red carpet these days. Like she's amazing. amazing. So I just, it's been a cool, it's been a cool year to see what everyone has done, you know, shooting their red carpet looks for Instagram instead of the red carpet. Uh, yeah. It's been a cool visual year for that, for stylists and for fashion, I think. So what is next for you, Sam? Oh gosh. A couple of things. I mean, I, I have a, I have a weekly segment on Access Hollywood on their daytime show. So that's kind of fun. I just do like what's trending, what's happening. We're talking about Kitty Spencer um, next to her wedding. Did you see her Dolce Gabbana looks? Unbelievable. You're crazy, crazy I know. gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Um, she's so chic and cool. Yes. Um, so what's next? I am, I'm actually leaving Shop HQ, to be honest. I don't know if that's been announced yet, but I'm heading to um, HSN in, awesome. in September to start with a, a line that's been there for a long time. I'm not allowed to say yet, but that's exciting and different after eight years um, to be doing something different and a little out of the box. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm still style. I'm like a working style expert. So I don't I like sit here and talk about fashion. I actually am a stylist. So I'm working with clients. We're getting ready to prep Emmys for Samira. She was nominated. Um, I trying saw, to pull I was so together. excited. Yeah. I can't wait to see what she's going to wear. Oh God, I think it's going to be a suit. I don't know. It always like starts out as something that changes, but she's been into suits lately. So we'll see what happens. We're working that on is, it. That is fantastic. Well, I'm thrilled to have you on. It's been so great hanging out with you. you I wish you, you continued so success and let's have you back on again soon. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. It's so much fun. Thanks, Sam. Bye, love. This is Heather Dubrow's World. Listen to Your Eyes is a podcast series from Horizon Therapeutics for people who have a thyroid condition and are experiencing problems with their eyes. Throughout this series, you'll learn about thyroid eye disease, or TED, and hear from those living with the condition, as well as physicians and caregivers. Together, podcast guests will discuss their firsthand experiences with TED to help others become more aware of the signs, symptoms, and risks associated. We'll also discuss the importance of seeking care from a TED specialist, the physical and emotional impact that this condition can have on daily life, and where people can turn for support. For more information about thyroid eye disease, visit thyroideyes.com and join the Listen to Your Eyes Facebook and Instagram communities to find a TED specialist in your area. Don't forget to visit teddoctors.com. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, at podcastone.com or wherever you subscribe. Until next time, listen to your eyes. This is Heather Dubrow's World. Here's Heather. He was so fun. Oh my God, I love that. Okay, well, I hope everyone has a fabulous Friday. We're going to be at, well, I think as you hear this, we may be on our way in traffic down to Del Mar. I'm really excited about that. And um, I hope you have a great weekend. I will see you guys on Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Sunday Quickie with Heather. Check out my Instagram live and come join me. Submit your questions. Check my Instagram for the prompt for that. Have a fabulous weekend and I'll see you then. 
Thank you so much for listening to Heather Dubrow's World. Download new episodes every Thursday and Friday on Podcast One, the Podcast One app, or Apple Podcasts. And please make sure to subscribe to the show and leave a lovely five-star rating. Go to Apple Podcasts and say how much you love Heather Dubrow's World. See you next week.